Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're uncertain about what you really want or unsure how to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we raise our vibration, we heighten the collective consciousness, and that, my friends, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Renee Carroll. Renee is a formal political staffer, expat, and author who is now using her unique life experiences to help others achieve personal growth and happiness as a life coach. Renee's history is rich and rides much like a roller coaster. After her tenure working alongside U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, she embarked on a transformative journey that led her to Thailand for nearly a decade. It was during this time that she began writing her book, From the Caucus to Cocaine, which chronicles her pursuit of unconditional happiness in the face of a tumultuous upbringing and an unexpected foray into drug dealing, and how she ultimately found her purpose in empowering others to unlock their potential. Now she's using her wisdom and empathy to help people navigate their own journeys towards happiness, fulfillment, and self-discovery. Welcome, Renee. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to your podcast, Anita, and it's so great. And and I really love the messages and the energy that you're putting out into the world is so beautiful. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Wow, Renee, what a journey you have been on. Um, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be uh, um, an exciting conversation. I think we're going to dive in deep. So I, I'd really like to start by talking about the notion of unconditional happiness. Can you define um, that for us? What does unconditional happiness look like to you? Well, to me, it means connecting to the happiness inside of yourself. I know a lot of us nowadays think that happiness is something on the outside of us that if we attain things on the outside that that will make us happy but really our true happiness is inside of us and and the way that that I define that or connect to it is my way is usually through mindfulness meditation and I I think I'm trying to bring the words to really describe it it's just focusing on being grateful mm. and knowing that whatever challenges come up for you, that the universe is working in your best interest mm. and that everything's going to work out for you the best way possible. I love that, holding on to that belief. And, mm -hmm. and it really is a an inward looking journey, isn't it? Um, to find yes. that, that peace, that happiness, the tranquility, yeah. all of that. I totally believe that it's taken a long time for me to to get there myself and to really appreciate it um but it's it's so attainable isn't it when you invest that 
that, as you call it, that mindfulness um, time in yourself. So very cool. All right. Um, I'm curious about the the turning points or moments that inspired you to pursue this unconditional happiness and the self-improvement. Well, there are many, uh, there, there are many uh, marks in, in my lifetime that, that led me on this path. I, I came from a, a very challenging upbringing. And as soon as I was out of the house, I left the house about um, when I was about 18 years old and uh, I needed to get away from, break away from my family. My, my dad is narcissistic and, and very abusive. Hmm. And, um, you know, this stuff doesn't define us. You know, we, we come with this baggage, but, but as we move into the future, you know, we really realize that these things propel us forward. Mm. Um, instead of allowing our past to tear us down, we can defy the odds and we can use these things to make us make us stronger. Adversity doesn't define us. It refines us. Mm. And I know in the darkest of my times, I realized that happiness could be cultivated from within, no matter the external circumstances. And, and those are the, the insights that I want to share with other people, especially people who came from abusive or, or tumultuous upbringings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, but finding the courage, you know, to, to go inward, because it often, uh, that inward looking journey can often be take you to down dark roads, particularly if you've had, you know, a tumultuous upbringing or um, trauma or tragedy in your life. Do you have any, any tips on or what did you do to help navigate through those dark corners? I, there are so many tools that I found along the way, but I, I think um, one of the of the biggest ones is is living and grateful and being grateful for mm. what you have. You know, every morning I do a um, a grateful journal, and even if even the smallest things, even if you think that there's nothing in your life to be grateful for, I mean, you're breathing and your heart is beating, and and there's so many. Um, other reasons to to find ways to uplift yourself. Um, you know, things like listening to music or yoga or deep breathing techniques are also um, very helpful. And and you know, at times when we get to our worst points and we don't we don't feel that we can work things out ourselves you know we can always talk to other people or or go um, to therapy and and talk to some a professional who can help guide us also yeah there's certainly um no shame to turn to professionals for yeah. for help right and um yeah and i think we've we've all been to to some dark corner in our in our life and uh, having the the guidance of somebody to to help take you out of the out of the dark can be really um really needed and, and useful wow okay so um you've got an interesting background, you know, like, is there, and I, I don't know if I'm, I'm going too deep with, um, or personal, but, you know, going, working in, uh, the U S Senate being, you know, in that environment and then, um, 
going into Thailand and turning to to drugs. It's just like it's this is really quite something. And then and now we're talking about this mindful mindfulness and and re totally recreating uh, recreating your life. Um, can you tell, walk us through that journey a little bit? You know, like there, what what was the what was the turning point? Where what happened that you're just like this has got to stop? I've got to take control of my life. Or is is there is there a particular moment, or was it a um, a slow dawning or realization that things have to change? Yeah, I I think you know it 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 came from uh, from a lot of work on myself when when you're a child and you come from a family of abuse i think it takes us all a while to figure out um and get to the root of things and and you know there's a lot of blame that goes along with you know the child blames themselves and and there's a lot of inner work that you need to do especially when you come out of um a situation like this i mean i was i I'm blessed to have a really positive outgoing personality. And that's really helped me, um, you know, break out of my shell and, and also have the courage to talk to people about what was happening to me early, early on in childhood. And I was able to, to get some help um, that way. And, and yeah, you know, I had, when I got into my thirties, I had this crazy professional life. I ended up in this office, um, being, being an assistant to many different offices. And, and the person I ended up working for was a a prominent democratic fundraiser. He was an attorney. And one day he just walked up to the reception desk and said, I said, Oh, you look nice today. And he said, I'm going to meet president Bill Clinton. Do you want to (laughs) go? And I was just like, blown away and i was like yeah thank goodness i wore a good suit that day (laughs) and um i ended up working for this person being an executive assistant to this person for 10 years and and raised thousands of dollars for the democrats and then after um he passed away from cancer and i ended up going to um uh, working alongside Senator Feinstein as her assistant and assistant to the state director in um, uh, the state director of California and running the office for five years. And after that, I went to private sector. I made some money, but I was really needed a change in my life. And I was still immersed in the drama going on with my family. So I think leaving for Thailand and going to Thailand was my way um of not only exploring my own path and 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 getting to a place where I was more sane and stable, um, and it was a way also to break free from my family. And I, I was there for almost a decade, and I was supposed to spend a year and come home and make some money, and it didn't. I didn't want to go, so I ended up staying there. And um, towards the end. I left a job and I couldn't find work and I blew through my savings and I didn't have any money and I couldn't find work. And essentially I was starving and I was, but I, I needed to stay on this path because at this time I was really coming to a place of enlightenment and really understanding what true happiness was and how to connect 
to that true happiness inside of myself. So I really didn't want to talk to people about what I was going through because I didn't need people in my ear. You do this, do this, or I feel sorry, or, you know, whatever was going on with them. I didn't need them to put their two cents in. I needed to follow my path. And, and after a year of pretty much starving to death, I, I ate like a piece of bread or some vegetables once a week. And um, after a year, I went on overstay on my visa. I couldn't pay my visa. So I was an illegal alien in a foreign country. And and it gets, this is pretty scary. Yeah. And I didn't have any way to make money or get out. And what was proposed to me was dealing drugs in a foreign country. And I thought that would be my only way out. Wow. Wow. And how how long did you do that for? So I was drug dealing for about two and a half years. Okay. And then the walls really started closing in on me. Um, the police had pictures of me. They knew mm. where I lived. Wow. They were gathering evidence on me. And um, like I said, it was it was it was getting really scary. The walls were really closing in on me and I really needed to get out. But by this time, I didn't have any money. Um, COVID had hit. And so all the borders were closed. There, there wasn't, I couldn't get a hold of any product. Um, and so by this time the world was getting smaller and smaller. So we needed to get out. Um, I had to contact the embassy and the embassy, the embassy got me safely out of Thailand. Wow. Okay. Wow. Crazy story. Um, yeah. And, and I'm not sure if I'm getting the, the timelines, um, if they're they're mashing but to me it sounds like you were going through this enlightenment process but then you're also have having um and feeling like you have no choice but to deal drugs to survive and those two seem at such odds with each other um what was going on for you and that i and i asked that without judgment because i i know that when we are in a place of of desperation we do we do desperate acts, but I can imagine that that must have been, there must have been conflict there as well. And I'm just curious about, about that um, journey um, and that perhaps that inner struggle and coming to terms with how the person you want to be in this en enlightened, you know, those using your words of the awakening um, and yet also struggling with the, the choices of having to, um, or, or how you felt that you had to, this is how you, you could survive. I, well, I want to say, I appreciate the non-judgment. Mm -hmm. I know that, um, a lot of people that are going to see this are going to, you know, um, judgment yeah. will be in the forefront, but, you know, one of the biggest parts of, uh, staying in unconditional happiness is dropping judgment. And, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, not just, us judging other people, but on ourselves also. And, and when you start to do that, you really uh, get a big piece of that happiness pie. It really contributes a lot. So thank mm -hmm. you for that. I appreciate that. And it was, it was really, um, you know, Thailand has the death penalty. Holy shit. If wow. You get caught dealing That's... drugs in Thailand. You I did not know that. Wow. And, and actually, um, as I chronicle in the book, there was another person on the island that also got caught up in this, uh, a very young girl. And um, 
they took her. Oh, wow. She's, yeah. And, and they gave her the death penalty. They gave her the death penalty, 20 year old girl. And um, she actually ended up uh, getting, getting life, life in prison. So, you know, it was, it was this, this whole thing, but I was, I couldn't pay my rent. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I was going to be, what is homeless in Thailand? There are no homeless people in Thailand. Where was I going to go? I couldn't even feed myself. And, and because I didn't have a legitimate visa, I couldn't get a legitimate job. So there really wasn't a lot of choices um, for me around this. And, and, you know, I thought I'm just going to make some money Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pay my way to get out of this and, and get out of here. You know, and that was, that was my thinking. And I had to come to terms with it. I really didn't have another choice that at that juncture. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the love piece, you know, was, uh, cause that's, that's so important. How, like you're in pursuit of unconditional love. Um, and yet, um, engaging in an activity that is un- unloving. So moving, moving through that and um, coming out the other end, was it, upon returning to North America that you were able to tap into a deeper sense of love or was there a growing sense of love? Like where, where did that, where did you start to really find love for self that you can, you felt like you can really move powerfully forward with um, becoming an an awakened woman today? I think it's very gradual. Mm, I do agree. It, it came over the years. I mean, I've been in therapy since I was 18 and I was in therapy up until I left for Thailand. And, and of course mm. that helped a lot because, you know, when you come out of that kind of um, circumstance, that kind of household, your self-esteem is not intact. Mm-hmm. And, but when I, when I was in my twenties, I really voraciously started reading every self-help book I could mm-hmm. get my hands on and really using my metacognition and asking myself, why was I doing the things that I was doing? Why was I making the choices that I was making? And, you know, gradually I was unearthing, you know, the low, low self-esteem issues and, and recognizing where things were coming from, from my psyche and from my upbringing and, and what basically had been the programming that had been instilled within me. And, and it was a gradual path. You know, I, I just started reading a lot and mm. um, started doing a lot of inner work and started discovering people like um, Christy Marie Sheldon and Abraham Hicks and Louise Hayes and really started doing some inner work, Louise Hayes, she was really instrumental in um, bringing back my, um, my low self-esteem and connecting with the love for myself. You know, she has all these mirror uh, affirmations that I do every morning Mm -hmm. and, and that's really helped. And it was, it was gradual, you know, when you come out of circumstances like this, you're, you're broken and, and you need to find the tools to put your put the pieces together and become a whole person again. So true. Uh, Louise Hayes was uh, instrumental in my personal um, development as well, in that sense of love. Um, she was one of the 
uh, the first people that introduced me to the idea of that how our thoughts shape our reality. You know, and it's uh, it's so true, eh? And and the way you yeah. know that the affirmations. There's all sorts of different tools we we now have at our disposal. People writing about all all sorts of different things, but just the way we think um, is so critical to how we how we act and and um, engage in the world. And I know you talk a little bit about the positive mindset um, that you adopted, and how has that affected your relationships um, and and where you've you've moved in your interactions with others as you've as you've grown um, with your on your path. You know, it's it's transformational. <laughs> It's transformational because, you know, everything changes when you are connecting to the happiness inside of yourself and when you truly love yourself. Yeah. You know, there are so many instances where people do things and they do things, you know, sometimes for the wrong reasons or because of reasons they don't understand. But when you truly love yourself and you truly connect to unconditional happiness with inside of yourself, it draws all the positive things to you. It draws positive people towards you. It draws positive circumstances towards you. And your life changes magically when you change your mindset into being grateful and being positive and, and looking at the positive. It took me about a year and a half to change my mindset. And now I'm in this beautiful happiness mindset where when I go out into the world, all I see is the beautiful things. All I see is the beauty in people. You know, I don't see it's a dirty street. I see, look at that beautiful sign over there. Or look at those beautiful people or look at what she's wearing. And it changes your life exponentially when you start to think like this. It takes intention, doesn't it, to go out into the world with that. Do you yes. find yourself ever um, slipping into the more negative stuff and then you catch yourself and then intentionally pull yourself back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's training. It is you know? and and I have a saying, I I use this in my book. Nothing in life is hard. Everything is just practice. It's all just practice. Nothing is hard because once you start practicing it, it becomes easier. I mean, come on, we've we've all been through tough times in our lives and we know the effort that it takes to get back into a positive frame of mind to do the things that we don't want to do. I mean, you know, people with depression, you know, they can't get out of bed, you know, and, and there's, there are so many tools that we can use, but I'm sure that you understand the hardships of, of going through something difficult and just, and being frozen and yeah. not being able to move. And, and fear is a huge, is a huge, um, you know, thing behind stopping people from where they want to go to. I think it's the number one thing that holds people back. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you talk about forgiveness and, uh, you forgiving your father and your past. Um, how has the role of forgiveness played in your journey towards this, um, pursuit of it all is it all. I mean, it, it's, it's been a, a, a transformative and cathartic experience but but forgiveness has allowed me 
to free myself from the burdens of resentment and anger, Mm -hmm. um, forgiving my father in spite of the pain and struggles that we've had in the past is an act of self-liberation. I love that. Mm. It allowed me to let go of emotional baggage that had weighed me down for, for my entire life. And that goes hand in hand with not only forgiving other people, but forgiving yourself first and foremost is the most important part of that puzzle. I mean, in accepting my past decisions and, and actions and recognizing that uh, they were stepping stones to personal growth and understanding moves you forward with greater compassion and the belief that you deserve happiness. We all deserve happiness. And when we can press forward, you know, we, we can, we push ourselves forward and understand that, you know, we're growing. Yeah. You know, we, we can't, we can't penalize ourselves. We're, we're just growing. And, and I just want to say about forgiveness that forgiving doesn't condone the hurtful action of others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean forgetting. It means that you can break free from those emotional chains. Yeah. You know, this process takes time. It's self-reflection. You know, sometimes personal guidance is needed, but it's once again, it doesn't mean condoning these acts, but it means that you can break yourself free of these chains and release it and let it go. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, you know, if, when we're, if we don't let go of um, pains from the past and stories from the past, we're held in the past, aren't we? And yeah. it's, uh, it prevents us from being able to powerfully move forward when we're stuck yeah. in the past. Beautifully said. Yes, beautifully <laughs> said. To powerfully move forward. And, yeah. and that's where we want to be. We want to yeah. be in our own power and able to move forward and not frozen in the past and frozen from, from past uh, things yeah. that have happened to us that hold us back. Yeah. You know, and, and um, I love that you, you presence the self-forgiveness piece and how important that is. Uh, I, th- I think that's actually perhaps bigger than happen. Well, I, I don't know if it's bigger than it's, it's certainly as big as having to forgive others um, in, in your life. Um, do you have a, a particular practice that you've honed that has helped you let go of of um, the past and forgive um, yourself and others in your life? Meditation, meditation, okay. meditation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of things that I talk about in the book that helps to let go and helps you to have your peace of mind and and get back into being a a whole person. Um, But the mindful meditation, mindfulness meditation, what it does is it teaches you to slow down your racing thoughts. So it gives you a chance to let go of the negativity and calm both your mind and your body, because your body is also a part of this process. Your body uh, traps trauma also. And the mindfulness meditation really allows um, 
both your mind and your body to let go. And it also allows you to be present in the moment and detach from overwhelming stress and anxiety that mm-hmm. like that often accompanies challenging situations. You know, it, it helps me cultivate a sense of inner calm and resilience. But there's also things like not complaining. You know, take take a little take a little notepad out with you every day. And every time you complain inside your head or every time you the traffic, the weather, the this, the that, write it down. And see how many times you complain during the day. If you can let go of that is such a huge it's key. Mm to to being happy every day yeah that's really interesting uh, and i totally agree i think it's a, a big part of uh, just the awareness piece right it's being yes. aware of the thoughts we're choosing the actions we're having how we're responding to things and what a great exercise just to try that for a day you know so challenge challenge to you joyful journeyer for a day, just, you know, carry a notepad around with you or on your on your cell phone in the notes section. Every time you have a, a negative thought about um, something or someone or the currents or you want to complain about something, jot it down and just see how much you're doing that. I'm going to I'm going to try that. I actually tried a little experiment um, the other day Ooh, and it, it was about um trying to go through the day without judgment. I actually made a podcast. I just released the podcast. I think today's awesome. Wednesday, right? I released today about that. I can't about, wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's a short one. I think it's only like six minutes long, but oh my God, it was so challenging to go through the day without, well, in fact, I failed. I failed dismally because we judge everything, you know, like yes. the, yeah. everything. Yeah. And, um, but it was a really interesting exercise. Uh, largely because it helped me just be aware of, wow, you know, I'm making another judgment, another judgment. And what you're suggesting is to do the same sort of thing is become aware of, you know, how that, that, that voice in our head that wants to complain that goes down to that, that negative path. And the more we can practice, as you were saying earlier, practice this, the more awareness we can have. And then I believe that kind of practice leads us to presence and the presence is what is where we we can connect with unconditional love you know in, in that that presence in that meditate it's, it's meditative even if we're not we're not meditating you know yeah, quote, you're right unquote, no you're absolutely we're, when we're in presence it's a meditation of sorts so it's really interesting thank you so much for sharing um all of um all of this and being so vulnerable about your story um yeah i have to say it, it's i felt a little uncomfortable in um asking some of these questions to be truthful you know it's it's, it feels uncomfortable because i feel like wow this woman's done some crazy things and put herself in in incredible jeopardy and and just trying to wrap around that wrap my mind around that and wanting to ask the questions that are are going to be helpful to the to the audience um listening because we have you know I, i think we've we can Certainly we haven't all dealt drugs, but we have all made bad choices in our life, you know, somewhere along the line. And I know, you know, I, without um, getting into it, there's, you know, I can look, reflect on my own life and go, wow, holy shit, Anita, like, that was really bad. That was a really bad choice, you know, and I have forgiven myself. 
you know. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, uh, it took a lot of work. It really, yeah, it does. Yeah. It takes a lot of work, yeah. you know, but the, the, you know, the conclusion to this is that people that deal with, you know, circumstances that are difficult, it pushes us to the next level of enlightenment. And, mm. you know, th- I believe there is no bad, sad, or mad. Mm. I believe that everything is positive because it does, it pushes you to the next level of enlightenment. And, and I want to take this stuff now and do the best that I can to help guide others going through situations like this to come out on top and to be happier and, and more joyful people, because we all deserve more joy and more happiness in our lives. Yeah, well said, 100%. So how would somebody um, connect with you if they wanted to, you know, um, work with you? So I'm, uh, I'm offering a free class. Oh, awesome. And um, we can uh, do an email and anybody that wants to uh, contact me, do a free class with them. And, um, and yeah, and then just go from there. Hopefully the tools that, that I can, um, give to somebody else they can pass along to other people too and we can help each other love each other more and and be happier people and live in more in unconditional happiness every day awesome great well we'll include your contact information in in the show notes uh so people can reach out uh, to you directly Thank you so much, Renee, for showing up and sharing so openly and vulnerably about your your experience and for writing your book. Oh, um, your book. Where can people get it? Is it on Amazon? So it's not actually published yet. Oh, okay. But when- I do leave um this uh early this next year. Okay. Okay. So stay tuned. So stay, stay tuned. tuned. Yes. And we'll, yes. we'll, we'll do, we'll make sure we do some shout outs for you when you're, when your yes. book is um, released. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to being able to get my hands on that. It sounds like. Thank a- you so much for oh, having okay. me, Anita, such a great experience and so lovely to connect with you and, and connect with other people who want to make themselves better people and make the world a better place. It's, it's really such a beautiful thing. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Renee. Really lovely to have you here on the show and joyful journey or thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show, write a review, rate us that helps us go further and reach for reach more people. So yeah. And thanks. Have a great day and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the joyful journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking and you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.